0: What is up, you beautiful Happy users out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you're having a super blessed day and truly just enjoying this very moment right here and right now. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we're talking about the two biggest flaws of AI, artificial intelligence. And I've been thinking a lot about this because it's coming, AI, whether we like it or not. But there are two major things that I think AI is lacking. And I think it's going to ultimately have a negative effect on humanity at large. And recently I read an article uh, by Forbes that said 14 ways AI could become a detriment to society. So I'll get into some of those detrimental ways, as well as these two biggest flaws that I see in this episode and how to fix them. Okay, so we're not just going to talk about the problem. We're going to talk about the solution, too. So. If you get some value, share this with somebody that could also benefit. And really, that's how we spread the Happiest Message and ultimately help more people. And transparently, how we stay in the top 0.5% globally ranked podcast out there based on downloads because of you. It's because you share the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, after a quick episode, sponsor break, we're going to be diving into this episode of the Happiest of Podcast. All right, real quick, I got to share with you something I am super stoked about, and that is my new team members, because I did not waste time looking for the perfect candidates, interviewing, doing personality test assessments or skill assessments or any of that stuff. Belay actually took care of all that for me because Belay specializes in finding and matching you with the right professionals to serve you based on a relationship and intentional matching process. See, they search the entire country for a contractor to fit the right person for you and your organization and they have an extensive recruiting process that includes but isn't limited to several video interviews skills assessments and actually a whole proprietary process centered around finding the right people for you and recently they placed a project manager and an amazing bookkeeper inside the happiest organization and i have had nothing but great things to say about them ever since so if you are interested in getting awesome People in your company and you don't have the headache of looking for them or sourcing them or any of that stuff in between. Check out belaysolutions.com forward slash happy hustle today. That's belay b-e-l-a-y solutions.com forward slash happy hustle. Now let's get back to this episode. All right, Mr. Greg Witz, my brother. Welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast. Super stoked to rock the mic with you.
1: Brother, I am super stoked to be here. All right. Thank you very much. I know we were chatting and rapping a little bit before about, you know, today's episode. It's gonna be a good episode. We're gonna talk a lot of stuff today.
0: Yeah, we sure are. I mean, you're the founder of Wits Education. You Mm -hmm. are making humans better humans. You're a podcaster, you're a serial entrepreneur, you're an educator, but you're also a family man, a husband, a father, and a happy hustler. And I'm excited to talk about communication skills, emotional intelligence, your ego states, and just how to become a better human, ultimately, in this episode. But before we get into all that good stuff, Greg, what's something interesting about yourself that not too many people know?
1: That's a really good question to open up with. I mean, uh, I'm like, how far do we want to take this down the rabbit hole? Wherever Um, you want. Yeah, no, I'll share this. You know, I dropped out of high school and, you know, I'm in a career career now that, um, you know, you would think I would have come from a very strong background academically right like the work we do is very much based around psychology and you know we do a lot of corporate learning and deliveries and you know running a business and you know being able to successfully operate as a CEO with those types of skill sets you know the ability to to understand things like strategy and being able to have financial acumen and stuff and i dropped out of high school right and I dropped out of high school in an exercise to uh, be rebellious and to 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 push back against the the uh, the 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 the, uh, the association, right? The 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 whole representation of like being controlled, and you know, in a lot of cases, I think that might have been the best education that I've had after dropping out of high school, right? Because at that mm-hmm. point, I was thrust into life and you know, forced to then you know, learn and develop and grow. Like if you wanted to be successful in, in business, you better school up and tune up and skill up and go. So, you yeah. know, I, I failed academically. I, I really, really, really struggled. And I struggled um, uh, not with, with so much of the the, the um, subjects but the whole environment of being taught. I had a very difficult time with teachers and I found that when I had a good relationship with a teacher, for example, uh, I really excelled. And, you know, I look back upon that now, and I really reinforce or emphasize the point of why le- why is it is so important for us to be amazing leaders and amazing parents and amazing teachers. And, in, in fact, you know, one of the greatest things we can do in life is teach, whether you're an actual yeah. teacher or not. But to teach, you know, to teach kids, to teach peers, to teach friends, to teach your your team. And if we operate with this exercise of helping people grow and learn and, you know, get exposed to these different concepts, that's the greatest gift that we can give people, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's inspirational, too. Like, I wasn't much for school either, man. So I, I totally resonate. And although I did, you know, graduate high school and college, which, you know, was a struggle. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I definitely I think I don't even know the the exact statistics but it seems to be the majority of entrepreneurs are not you know misfits. Class, yeah they're they're misfits <laughs> they're, they're people who don't necessarily conform to society in the classroom and and I think mm-hmm. that actually um that is one of the reasons I feel like our educational system is broken because if we don't foster entrepreneurs and celebrate them, even though they do things differently and they buck the system when they should be celebrated. And uh, and that innovation oftentimes is scorned upon. So anyway, that's right. neither here nor there. But it's it's cool that you you know made made it to where you're at without that right. formal training. Right. And you're actually training a lot of the MBAs and right. you know right. Harvard League people. And all, that's what's Correct. so funny. For
1: and, for. And, and that's funny. You know, I'll end up in these rooms with PhDs and stuff, and I think you know many years ago I'd be really insecure. <laughs> Oh, gosh, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, it, what, what started to happen was, like, you had these very heady, call it, you know, educated individuals coming and saying, well, man, like, this has changed my life. And, you know, you start to realize that, you know, there, there's, call it the, the IQ, right? And then there's mm-hmm. EQ. Yes. You might argue that EQ tends to be a little more important, specifically in today's world, yeah. than how much we know. You know, there's that wonderful saying, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yes. And it's a really important sort of way for us to operate in this world because if we're not careful, we just sort of push through and drive through these scenarios and situations without consideration of others. And yeah. this is where everything starts to go wrong, right? Conflict, yeah. misunderstanding, disagreements, yeah, yeah. whether it's your marriage or whether it's, you know, in your business and it could be internally or external with a client. Our ability to, our responsibility, actually, I would say, To have the ability and the skill to navigate these situations is really, really, really important because back to teaching people, the greatest way we teach, the most impactful tool that you could use for teaching is role modeling, acting, behaving, showing, role modeling, how you want these things to be done and how you want people operating you know, yeah. I find in a lot of the work, I get into conversations with people, and their their big challenges. They'll say things like, "I got a difficult person," or a "difficult conversation," or a "difficult situation." And in a lot of cases, it's 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 not difficult. It's just they're um, they're emotionally hijacked in that situation. So their ability yeah. to to operate with clarity and resolution is tainted. Right? Yeah. In fact, one of the things I teach about effective communication, and I do this, I uh, you know, I run a class and I'll, I'll kick off, I'll be like, you know, let's talk about effective communication and you know, what is effective communication? And people start to rhyme out some different definitions and I'll say, okay, let's, let's draw a house, right? And if you know anything about building, when you build, you build on a foundation, right? You build on footings. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, let's think about the foundation for the effective communication house. What are the two fundamental foundational pieces for effective communication? And I say, It doesn't matter who you're talking to, what the topic is, where you are, how old you are. If these two things are happening, we're effectively communicating. And the first is understanding, and the second is comfort. And Mm. think about this from a communication standpoint. How many times do we end up in conflict, disagreements because of misunderstanding? How many times have we found out information afterwards where we've operated, where we felt remorseful or we've had regret? about that previous conversation because of the new information. You know, uh, Symbol, I was was running a class earlier and I was chatting, I was saying today's about emotional intelligence that we were teaching. And one guy brought up a scenario and he said, look, here's my situation. I got a guy that continually has requests for taking off time. And Mm -hmm. it's frustrating and it's difficult. And when I have to say no to the guy because I have to accommodate other people, it's a big group of people, shift work, we need to make sure people are there. He gets super reactive, super defensive, super angry, yell, screams, and it just becomes this nightmare to deal with. And I said to him, so how long has this been going on? Here's the first piece of information. He says five years. Mm-hmm. So now, now we could appreciate the, the, the problem with this. But then I asked him a question. I said, let me ask you this question. Have you ever asked him what are the reasons he needs to take all this time off? And that stopped him for a second. And I said, what if he's got some aging parent that he needs to take to some doctor's appointment? What if there's some healthcare issues? Yeah. What if it's like a child thing where it's like, you know, he, he, he's trying to look after his kids, get them to school, drop them off, take them to events, whatnot. He's like, I never thought of that. I said, you see, this is why it's so important for us to start to seek information, because seeking information provides us understanding. And yes. once there is that understanding in the interaction, we move into comfort, right? Think about how many times you've been ar- arguing for the audience when you're, when you're in a conflict or an argument with your spouse, your significant other. What helps resolve that? How do we move past that? It is only once understanding comes in, understanding of the other person's position, understanding of what their needs are, understanding of what the, 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 the go-forward plan is. And once we hit that, now we get back to our sort of comfort zone. We're like, okay, I can operate a little more in my, my, my more neutral state. So communication has more to do with seeking information, like effective communication has more to do with asking and seeking information and actually saying things. Because mm-hmm. here's what we know about the stat. People will retain 20% from what they hear. 20%. Mm. That's it. Wow. Right? You think, no, that's 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 not a lot. I say a lot, I talk a lot, I express a lot. Well, if if people are not are just listening, they're getting about 20% from it, right? Yeah. People retain 30% from what they see. So if they're looking at you and they're they're listening to you, and this is for the audience, go to YouTube and watch the podcast and listen to the podcast. We're gonna get a lot more out of that, right? But people retain 90% from what they say and what they do, how they actively participate in interactions. So Mm. what questions start to do is they start to get that person participating and interacting and being more active within their interactions so their ability to have retention of information is way more. You see, I think the failure in this entire world is we grow up and we get into this position where we just need to tell things. Tell people what to do, tell people how to operate with things, tell people what you want, tell people to move. We even see this in service today, customer service, people telling. And we wonder why there's so many bad reactions to customer service. If we can slow things down and start to formulate some of the statements, some of the tells that we want to in, into questions, we just might be received a lot more effectively. So if there's one thing for the audience to do, because I like to make things simple, right? Like communication, EQ, assertiveness, conflict management. These are difficult topics. So what yeah. I try to do with them is make them super, super simple. So they're not only relatable, but they're easy to, to implement or to action in the moment. And one of the easiest things we can do as human beings is we can ask, don't tell. Just remember that. It's one of the rules I teach people. Ask, don't tell. Yeah. Ask, don't tell. Okay. And if we could start to do that, we just might find our relationships a little more, I don't know, effective, better.
0: Yeah. Wow. Ask, don't tell. I mean, it seems so simple, right? But not necessarily easy because (laughs) people love to chatter about Mm -hmm. themselves, (laughs) you know, (laughs) just like spill all the beads. The the thing that I find um, in a conversation, that's why I love podcasting because it really forces you to listen um, and Mm -hmm. then react. You know, if I just had preloaded questions and I was just like, oh, that's great, Greg. Like we would probably miss 90% 90% of the cool rabbit holes that we could explore based on Correct. the actual conversation. And I think most people, when they're in a conversation, they just have to think about what they're going to say, you know, and it's, exactly you're not, yeah. And right, you probably right. have all the stats around that. I don't know, right. know the, the science, but what, what is that? Like, what, what is that? What, why do people do that?
1: Why do we do that? Okay, so <laughs> here's a really easy thing for us to jump around, which is listening, right? None of us <laughs> lo- like to listen. And it's not that we don't <laughs> like to listen. I think if you know, we think about it, we'd like to listen to podcasts, right? We've, just, we just, we've never learned how to listen. You know, mm. people go and they do these active listening courses and I say to them, you've just wasted your money and they get all upset. They're like, what do you mean? We've just, uh, I'm an active listener, right? And, and I, I believe what that is, what people get to is, is they learn to listen to the right moment to then jump in and they're not mm. actually sort of really digesting the information. And the reason we don't listen is because as human beings, we tend to listen out of one of four sets of quadrants or one of sets uh, or one set of four ears. So for the, for you and for the audience think about this right when you're listening to it could be your spouse coming home and they're like, oh, I had such a rough day today, and I've got so much on my plate, and things are so difficult, and it was so overwhelming. And let's say you're an entrepreneur, right? And we know how difficult and stressful it is to be an entrepreneur. We know how challenging it is. It feels like it's a little bit of a war sometimes. You're getting up, and it's this continual sort of battle to to make it and to keep driving and executing and pushing and excelling and succeeding. It's like a – a, a, do you remember the movie Little Shop of Horrors? Remember that movie? Yes. With the yes. big giant plant, right? And it kept on saying, feed me Seymour, feed me Seymour. That's kind of what like sometimes entrepreneurship in business is like, right? Like it's this, yeah. this uh-huh. continual, like I got to keep feeding this beast because if I don't feed it, it's going to it's gonna run out, right? True. So your spouse comes home, you're the entrepreneur, you're living in this crazy world of what I've just described, feeding the beast, and your spouse says, I had such a rough day today. How many of you in the audience truthfully sit there with your internal little voice going, oh my God, I think you had a tough day. What the (sighs) F did you do today? All right, come over to my wall for five minutes and come and really appreciate what stress is like or maybe something went wrong right like someone like your spouse came home and they got a speeding ticket right and you're immediately you're like well like I mean I've seen the way you drive you're this raging lunatic you're you're always all over the map right or someone immediately comes in and you know is asking for help hey I'm having a little bit of a problem with and you're like oh, I've already explained you always have this problem. So what we tend to do is when we listen to people, if we're not careful, depending on who our personality is, like what the makeup of our personality is and how we're built, the majority of us tend to listen through the ears of what we call judgment and criticism right we're tending to shoot things down when people are talking to them, talking to us i see this happening in business a lot as well right where someone's coming and they're like they've got a new idea for an implementation and someone immediately like a manager says, no 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 bad idea we do it this way because this is the way we've always done it right Well, we what well, we, we we walk around this world with such judgment towards other people and this is also what i believe is a major problem in in, in our mental health right which is People are vying to be heard. People are carrying so much stuff internally. And we could get into that in a second, which is why do we do that? But we're carrying the stuff up and we're reaching out to people. Can I talk to you? Having a bad day, I'm overwhelmed and dealing with anxiety. I mean, just not to shoot down anxiety. And I found, I've caught myself doing this when someone's like, I'm suffering with anxiety or I'm anxious. And I immediately, in my internal, oh my God, you're not anxious. You're just using that as a label. And mm. I catch myself and I'm like, hold on a second, maybe they really are. Mm. Right. And here's what's very difficult for us as human beings, specifically if we're very judgmental, as what I've just described it's hard for us to empathize with people. It's hard for us to 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 engage and relate to them because we're too busy judging them for their position and their decisions and what they've done. You know, one of the things we know about something called the talking cure therapy, right? You go to a therapist and you emotionally vomit all over the table. Right? They say, Oh, right. we're we're out of time today. Well, we're gonna have to pause here and you're like, Oh, okay, right. And come back the next day and or the next week and you walk into the therapy session and and I sit down and say, so, well, you know, last week, where, where do you want to begin today? And you're like, well, um, and you get all awkward and weird. And then next thing you know, five minutes into it, it's just like, like the emotional vomiting comes out. Of <laughs> and the coach or the therapist says, ah ah, 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 coming to the end of the session now. We're going to have to wrap up and, you know, we'll, we'll see you next week. And you're like, oh, okay, doc. And this happens the next week and the next week, same thing. Anyway, week six, you kick in the door, you walk in, you're like, doc, I got to tell you or therapist or coach, I got to tell you, this shit really works. I feel great. I don't know how you do it or what you do, but I'm going to refer everyone to you. Now, what did that therapist or what did that coach do for you? They gave you a space to exhaust all of your stress, your emotions, your perceptions, your challenges, your stuff, and you got to express it and communicate it. And we use the word exhaust it without being judged. Right, Mm. without being judged. Now, the second thing we tend to do as people when we listen, which is also just as bad as judgment and criticism, and this goes out to more of the nurturing personalities, is when people are talking to you about their stuff, you're immediately minimizing it. Don't worry about it; it's okay. Right, you're great. Someone gets fired; it's okay. Right, the company didn't deserve you. You're so talented; you'll get a new job. Right, someone gets divorced; it's okay. We never really liked them anyway. You'll find true love one day. Right, kid loses a game, baseball, soccer, football, it's okay, it's just the game. Maybe in Canada they say that, not in the US. In the US if it's a football, it's like, why did you lose, right? So, <laughs> um, now what we're doing in the moment is because we don't know how to listen, the only thing we know how to do is try to say something to make the person feel better, what we actually end up doing is minimizing their entire position and their entire life, right? So if we're not judging and criticizing people when they're talking to us, we're minimizing them when they're talking to us. And then the third way we tend to listen to people is what we call, ladies, we call you the advice monsters. People are telling you about their challenges. You're like, oh, here's what you gotta do, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) <laughs> and guys, we become these ultimate problem solvers. All right, we are a mechanic. First thing we're to do is take it apart. Then we got to fix it. Then you got to process it, right? The joke about this is, uh, you know, look at your own marriages. You go home and your spouse is talking to you about a problem. You're trying to give them advice and they get really angry with you. And they're like, you're not listening to me and I don't need your advice right now. And I just need you to listen. And, you know, our spouses are letting us know that at that point, the reality is as much as we want to fix it, They're just not in a place to fix it yet. And what do we know from psychology and emotional intelligence? The more someone is able to talk about their stuff uninterrupted, the more they will gain psychological mastery over it, the greater Hmm. chance they have of resolving the issue themselves. Yeah. Now for the audience, this isn't now completely shut up and be this weirdo when people are talking to you and stare at them and, 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 and then look at you and be like, why aren't you saying anything? But I want you to think about all your relationships, right? The different conversations you have, your spouse, your kids, your, your buddy, uh, your neighbor, your, 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 your manager, someone on your team, you know, you're usually doing one of those three things. And the way we do one of those three things is we interrupt people. So as people are beginning to talk to us, we launch in with the judgment, we launch in with the minimizing, we launch in with problem solving, and all we're doing is shoving all of that conversation and that stress back down on the person. And if we could give people that space back to mental health, we just might find that people are gaining um, momentum but i think that's what it's about with mental health which is it's not about curing it and fixing it with this thing but it's about getting some momentum going it's about getting some 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 actioning happening right like let me just start moving forward and as i start to get this momentum and and i start to pick up speed i'm able to resolve and manage these things more effectively i'm able to approach them from the place of what we call a, um um emotional regulation hmm. and the thing that really helps us with this is information right so Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting as human beings, how we're, we're, we're so reliant on relationships, which is so reliant on communication and listening. And we're so bad at it. We wonder why there's like a 70% divorce ratio. And we wonder why people quit jobs the way they do. right?
0: Yeah. So we're talking about listening, Greg, we're talking about becoming a better communicator. We're talking about being a better leader. But I know you actually have some frameworks around how to do just that. And specifically, the ego states is really where I want to go to, because rather than just talking theory and like, you know, high level, I want to give the happy hustlers some real tangible takeaways. And I know this framework you've leveraged successfully for many, many years. You've honed it. This is your unique IP. So let's get into ego states.
1: Cool. So what is ego states? What is our personality? So there was a psychiatrist by the name of Dr. Eric Burns. And Dr. Burns came up with a model that said by understanding the structure to our personality, we then can actually affect it and change and improve behavior and more emotional intelligence. And if we can do this with ourselves, we can then do it with others. And by understanding ego states, it answers three really important questions. Question number one, who am I? And not in the big philosophical sense of who am I and what is my purpose, who am I? Like This is my personality. Number two, why do I behave and react the way I do? Right? Mm. Why, 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 why? I understand it from a surface level, but why? Why am I so triggered with this? Why do I react that way? Why with this person I can hold it together, but with that person I can't? And the third, which is where does this all come from? Where do these habits come from, these habitual unconscious things? Now, the model says this. The model says you have three main sections to your personality. And we've given names to these sections because the names of these uh, different sides of your personality should be able to give us an instant description or characteristic to what that side of the personality is. And the first side of our personality, and we could, we could visualize bubbles. So if, as an audience, I want you to visualize three circles or three bubbles or even better, three balloons. And the first balloon is something called the parental ego state. And the parental ego state, the function of it, why do we have this side of our personality? This is a side of our personality that allows us to guide. And when we say guide, communicate, interact, you know, drive certain interactions, the opposite to the parental ego state is something called the child ego state. So for the audience, again, think about a balloon and that balloon is called your child ego state. And the function of the child ego state is emotions, it's to feel. And one of the things we know about the child ego state in our personality, this is the ego state that shows up first in all situations. In other words, we feel before we think. And then we come to our final side to our personality called the adult. And the adult side of our personality is what it sounds like. It's the mature, rational side. The function of it is to be logical or to think. Now, in a lot of cases, we might then ask the question, well, if these are the functions of my personality, the different bubbles, then how did I get them? Well, we know through our parental ego state that is developed through what we call learned behavior. And the easiest model to think about or the easiest way to think about it, is think about your own parents, right? You've turned out to be like one more than the other. That has a lot to do with your gene- genetics, the, the the nature side of things, but you've been nurtured in a certain environment. If you have siblings, you've seen this as well. One's kind of like this parent one, one's kind of like parent two. And if you've got a third sibling, one's a little bit of a weird one, right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> my child side of my personality is primitive. In fact, we, we make the joke about the child side of our personality that we surrender or sacrifice life's most important decisions to the child. I get married through the child. I get divorced through the child. I take a job through the child. I quit the job through the child. Sometimes I drive a car as a child, which we'll talk about as well. And then hmm. in the middle, what anchors us is something called the adults, which is our sort of side, the rational side that develops. It's like our frontal lobe takes time to develop and to, 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 to um, strengthen. Now, when we look at the parental ego state, the parental balloon, we divide it into two sides. It's a coin, there's a heads and a tails. The first is what we call the critical parent. The critical parent side to your personality, the, the, the behavior that we start to see from the side of your personality is that very critical, dominant, direct type of communication. You know, think about this, Kerry. Um, Anyone then in your life, they're very forceful, they're very dominant, they're very direct, they're very controlling, right? Uh, They're very critical there you go right there were were probably a really strong critical parent personality now the positive aspects because there's yings and yangs to each side of our personality there's a positive and a negative and the way we've kind of described it might have more of a negative connotation to it Mm -hmm. but this is also the side of your personality that allows you to drive results communicate expectations be assertive set limits set boundaries say no and when i teach assertiveness one of the things i'm teaching people is how to activate their critical parent side of their personality. You see, that's the success to ego states. You know, when we're looking at these different competencies and skill sets that we're trying to develop, the way we are able to advance that a lot faster is by going to the core behavior. What is the behavior? What is the muscle in my personality that I need to strengthen in order to execute in more of an assertive way? Now, the opposite to the critical parents is the nurturing parent the warm, nurturing, considerate, loving, compassionate side. Now, for the audience, we have both sides of this parental ego say we just tend to float towards one versus the other i usually like to think of a teeter-totter in south africa we call them seesaws right the one one side one on the other up and down up and down or you know if you're a little more more scientific you could think about sort of like a counterbalance right one of the things that we need is we need them balanced with each other but the majority of us have grown up to fall or to default towards one side versus the other yeah. And human beings will always float back to what they're familiar with and what they're comfortable with and what they're patterned to and what they're defaulted to, even though sometimes I know it's not going to generate the results. I just don't know how to do anything different. So these are the parental ego states that allow us to drive a lot of communication. Now, we might argue that, or if we went to the audience and says, Okay, you have to pick one, right? You might you have both, but you gotta pick one. Where do you lean towards most? Right? You'll find that it's kind of a Um, it gives a lot of description to why I operate and behave the way I do. Now, for me, Kerry, I'm a very strong critical parent personality. So when I parent, when I show up in my marriage, when I'm running my teams, my business, when I'm facilitating, when I'm coaching, I need to be mindful of this because if I'm not, my natural state of controlling, overbearing, directing, telling really takes over. And the danger in all of this is if we're not careful, we end up repeating the patterns of communication that our parents did with us. Mm. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. Very true. Right. Well, so just the- a, before we go too much further, I want to do a recap because I, I want to make sure people are getting all this. And there's a lot here. So there is a lot. L- there's a lot. And it's all gold. And I, I want to like kind of make it so it's very applicable right you have the the states you mentioned the states you have the child ego state correct correct adult the adult ego state is that correct correct the critical parent ego state Mm
1: -hmm.
0: okay the nurturing parent ego state right right that's four where am I right. missing the other two or have we not gotten to them?
1: We haven't gotten to them. That's a child okay. ego state. So if, if the okay. parental ego state is like a coin, so there's two sides to it, there's a dominant side and there's a nurturing side to it. The oh, child okay. ego state is a triangle. There's three oh. points of emotion. And what's, okay. what's interesting about the child ego state is there's only three points of emotion. You can draw every type of feeling and emotion back to one of these three states. The first is what we call the most natural state for the child it's the spontaneous child right mm. the fun free spontaneous right when yep. you're running around in the wilderness in montana in a speedo that is your spontaneous child yeah buddy <laughs> that is, that is by, uh, by definition i am literally free right so <laughs> right so when you think about that so when you're getting together socially right it's a really easy you're having dinner with friends and you're 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 doing the social thing and you're laughing and you're playful and you're sharing stories this is the most natural, social, spontaneous child. And when you actually think of kids, like a kid, like a, like a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, they are a, a lot of the child ego states. In fact, we start to, what becomes difficulty about, a difficult, uh, what's challenging about parenting is dealing with the continual ego state of the child, which they are, hmm. they're kids, right? They haven't developed the adult ego state yet. That takes time, right? That's why it's really difficult with a three-year-old when you say to them, wait, because a three year old's brain cannot wait. They cannot process from another person's perspective. Everything is instant. That usually happens around four. Right. Mm. And I know Carrie, you just had a kid, right? So and I said to you I the did. other day, Brother, you are under the water for the next two years. I didn't even tell yeah. you about threes and fours yet. Right? So, <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> right. So so the idea behind this is really starting to 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 um, think about our child ego state as emotion. And I said this earlier. We as human beings feel through all situations first before we think. Now, some of us are feeling more in that playful, spontaneous child. Now, the next two ego states is called the withdrawn child and the angry child. Hmm. Now, the withdrawn child side to your personality is that quiet, more withdrawn introverted side to you, we all have it. Mm. Now, for the audience, you know these people, you've met them, some of you work with them, maybe some of you are them, right? Where you're interacting with the withdrawn child type of personality, and it's very difficult, right? They don't say a lot, they're not asking a lot, they're quiet, you feel like you're pulling teeth with them. And it's frustrating, specifically if you're a critical parent type of personality, because a critical parent wants action and results. So the withdrawn child also was really interesting about this side is this is how we cope emotionally, right? How do the majority of us deal with emotions? Guys, okay, so I I know know you got a big male audience. What do we do as guys, right? One of the things we do is we internalize emotions. We call it compartmentalizing. I am man, right? Man, take emotion, put it in tummy, right? Me, me, (laughs) don't feel,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah. Men don't cry.
1: I'm fine. Men, men don't cry, I'm fine, right? We ride horses, right? Bareback. right? <laughs> um, um, so w- one of the things back to mental health that I believe is a major contributor to the mental health crisis that we're dealing with today, and guys, listen, for the entrepreneurs out there and for, for, for all of you, one of the worst things you can do in life is go at things by yourself. One of the worst things you can do is yeah. isolate and internalize and bottle up your, and let's change the name from emotions to stress because guys, I, I don't have emotions, it's stress that I'm dealing with, right? Stress and emotions are the same thing, right? Uh, emotions are leading to stress. We're coping through stress with emotion. Um, yeah. By internalizing it, it will literally eat you away, right?
0: Apologies for the interruption, but I gotta tell you about something super exciting. My new book, The Happy Hustle, version 2.0, is set to launch soon. And this book is completely revised and entirely enhanced. I'm talking about all new scientific data regarding happiness, all new design and layout. We professionalized the entire manuscript using a very prominent company in the publishing world and it has way better of a flow to it than the first iteration of the happy hustle this new book can really help you put the happy in your hustle and blissfully balance your life in a systemized way both personally and professionally and if you act fast and you actually pre-order the happy hustle you can get over 350 dollars in bonuses. We have a masterclass that's exclusive for people who pre-order. We have a workbook that's exclusive. We have the audio book that is going to be sent out to people who pre-order it. We have amazing Blissful balancer PDFs and templates for the perfect partner page and so much more. And if you want to actually get the book on pre-order and get all those bonuses, you just have to go to thehappyhustle.com forward slash book and claim your copy today. And I would so appreciate it. And I know you would actually get a lot of value from it because this book is really destined to change lives if you actually implement what's inside. Now that's it. Let's get back to this episode. Peace and love, y'all.
1: And this isn't about, you know, big boys don't cry. This is about recognizing that you, you cannot successfully run a business you cannot be in a successful marriage you cannot be a successful parent if you are carrying the weight of your life internally mm. right yeah unresolved issues conflicts stresses right you know a quick story to sidebar this guy used to work with us his name was colin this was years ago i'm saying like 15 years ago <clears throat> anyway fast forward this whole thing he get he, he got let go he was a sales guy wasn't producing got let go Anyways, maybe a month later, his wife called the office and said, hey, can I speak to Colin? And we're like, what? Like Colin's not here, what do you mean Colin's not here? We let Colin go a month ago. She says, what do you mean? He gets up, he goes to work every single day. Now there's a few things here, right? Yeah. One, how did he handle and cope with his spouse? He didn't go in and share and say, babe, I got to tell you what happened and like I'm really messed up about it and I'm scared and I'm worried and I feel insecure and I'm embarrassed because that would have been healthy to do that, right? Pretended like he, nothing happened and each day tried to go at it by himself. Yeah. right. Ladies, what you do, by the way, we haven't forgotten about you, all right? For the ladies out there, you have this thing called the uh, what we call a little briefcase. I heard it described as a grief case. I call it a backpack, <laughs> Right? What, do you do, what do you do with stuff, right? You put it in the backpack. I'll deal with it later. I'll deal with it later. I'll deal with it later. And the backpack gets very heavy, ladies, and it gets full and it starts to, it starts to wear us down. Mm. And if you can start to recognize that back to communication, we started with the whole listening concept. Every once in a while, we try to go and express stuff and we get the bad listener in front of us. And what does that teach us to do? Go back and withdraw and internalize. Now, the appropriate withdrawal, child is your private. Introverts, cool, awesome. But when we are using it to emotionally cope and survive, it's a problematic. It's part of your flight syndrome, right? How do we survive? Flight. And finally, we have our angry child. This is my favorite child, all right? Because I am an angry child. That's why I'm an entrepreneur. And for the entrepreneurs out there, when we actually do these profiles, I get a profiling assessment that, that runs us through this. In fact, Kerry, if you're up for it, we'll put you through it as well. Um, one of the things that we recognize is the angry child is a, a big part of successful entrepreneurs. Here's the problem. The angry child is like fire. Fire could be great. It could warm, could keep provide lights, could cook your food, even could provide a little bit of security, right? When you're out mm-hmm. in the wilderness in Montana at night and it's dark and the hyenas are out there and the jackals are out there and you got a fire going around. It says, Oh, don't <laughs> go near the fire. But what fire can also do, if mismanaged, can, be, can, can really create a lot of damage. It could yeah. burn, right, it can destroy. And that's yeah. what anger is, anger is fire. And our anger, our angry child side of our personality is also our tenacity, our grits. Yeah. You know, when we've done a lot of work, like pro athletes, you see very strong angry child profiles in their assessment. You know what mm-hmm. allows that athlete to dig down deep in the moment, in the field, when they're beat up and they're tired and they're fatigued and they're losing? It's not the intelligent side of your brain. It's the pure grit to and the tenacity to push forward. Yeah. Right? I see in salespeople, really successful salespeople, they got strong angry child sides to their personality. Right? Mm. The the fighting, I'm gonna i to continue fight, I'm gonna continue closing, I'm gonna keep chasing, right? That's the joke about salespeople, is you're lunatics, right? This 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 yeah. intensity that you go on. Yeah. Right? So this is the child and our personality. And what I want to really want the audience to get from this is these states of our personality are normal and there's a place for all of them. The mm. problem is, is as human beings, were so unconscious in the way we behave, right? That we're not actually using the right communication or the right ego states in the moment. In a lot yeah. of cases we're being controlled by our child ego state. And one of the things I see happening today back to emotional intelligence is people are not regulating and managing, right? We're internalizing. And sometimes the environment or, or the, 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 the relationship is contributing to that. Like it's my boss, bite your tongue and bottle it up or it's my spouse and, you know, don't react. If you're not careful, right? It actually, it'll, it'll, it'll keep popping up. Now what anchors in the middle is the adult. The adult is the logical side. And one of the things that we want to get to is we want the adult driving the bus. And in the bus... Mm. I got the critical parents, I got the nurturing parents, I got the spontaneous, withdrawn, and angry child. But it is the adult that is driving the bus. Right? Mm. I don't know if you're a Star Trek fan, Carrie. Do you remember Star Trek? Might be a little weird.
0: I I know it, but I'm not I'm not a big fan, personally.
1: Okay. (laughs) What about Seinfeld? You know Seinfeld?
0: I know Seinfeld, again, not wasn't you know fan. (laughs) <laughs> here's, here, here's a better one for the
1: audience. Remember the Pixar movie, the animated movie, uh, Inside Out, with all the little characters? Did you see that one? I know you Pixar. You're gonna I, don't,
0: have- I don't watch that <laughs> much stuff, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so there was a movie, by the way, some of the audience is gonna know this, called Inside Out. It was an animated okay. movie. Um, about this little kid. And in the kid was the, the, the brain. And in the brain were these six different characters. And these six different characters controlled the way the little girl acted and behaved and communicated, right? And there was the little blue character that was always sad, always down. That's the withdrawn child. And then mm. there was a little red character that would fry out and like start to spaz. And they would literally burst into flames, right? Oh, That's the angry child. Right? Yeah. And then you had the flaky one, the one that was like, you know, picking flowers and like woo, and just dancing around in imagination and everything's happy, and creative, spontaneous child, right? Yeah. Then you had the governing rules, like we can't do that. This is this is what the rules are. That was the critical parent. Then you had the nurturing parent in there. That was another character, which was like, let's be kind to people, let's look after people. And then you had the person controlling, right? The, the analytical person, the analytical character, the one that said, let's think about things. And what mm. people don't know about that movie is that movie, those characters are based after the Burns model of ego states, mm. right? Now, the analogy I was going to give was Star Trek. And the famous analogy for Star Trek is Spock, right? Spock was the Vulcan, no emotions. He was the adult personality. And for the Trekkies out there, which, you know, you're probably weird and a little dorky, but we won't, we won't criticize you for that. Um, <laughs> I used to watch Star Trek, right? Um, One of the things, if you go out to people that used to watch that, Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, studied the ego state model and he built his characters around it. So it doesn't matter what Star Trek sort of version you watch, you're gonna see those um those things but for the audience and let's just make it a little easier let's do the bus analogy okay so carrie we're getting in a bus we're driving out in montana we're on our way we got we got it's me you we got we got four other people in the van with us we're on our way to the retreat uh, we're gonna what we're gonna go spend five days in the wilderness right
0: yeah
1: okay cool all right um and each person is a, a in the in the van is an ego state we've got the critical parent nurturing parent, adults. And then the child ego state, spontaneous, withdrawn, and angry child. And as we're driving the bus up, we end up in an issue where the tire ends up bursting, or we hit a rock, or we get a flat tire, and we end up, we haven't reached our destination. So uh, before we go there, out of all the ego states, Carrie, critical parent, nurturing parent, adult, spontaneous child, withdrawn child, angry child, who do you think is going to drive the bus?
0: Well... I mean, we would hope that this is the adult, but probably not.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you said that. We, the adult <laughs> should be the one driving the bus. Absolutely. Yeah. But the critical parent says, no, I'll drive the bus, right? I'm controlling my way. Yeah. I'm the best driver. And I yeah. know I'm dealing with critical parent type of personalities because that's the way they speak me, you, should, could, would, right? Very directive type of language. The critical parent says, mm. all right, everyone get in the bus. I'll drive the bus, right? Spontaneous child also jumped up to volunteer because that's what you do when you're in a spontaneous moment. You're like, me, I'll do, right? I don't even have a driver's <laughs> license, but I'll drive, right? So critical parents is driving. We end up hitting the, uh, 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 a hole. We get a flat tire burst. The, we end up at the side of the road. And the question comes down to, what does each person start to do, right? So what does mm. the critical parents start doing? We're on the side. We haven't reached our destination. They're critical, they're judgmental, right? Yeah. They're very sort of, you know, stern, right? What do you, how do you, what do you think they start doing in the moment?
0: I think they say, why did you hit that hole? You're so stupid. Oh, my goodness. And like really beat themselves up.
1: Well, not beat themselves up. They start beating everyone else up, right? Who was the person that rented this van? Why are the tires (laughs) not checked right now, right? Someone else should have been able to navigate. Navigator, why weren't you paying attention? All right. You should have been able to see the road. They start blaming and accusing and criticizing and condemning and attacking everyone, right? Nurturing parents. What do they start doing on the side of the road instantly?
0: Oh, it's okay. It'll be all right. We'll get through
1: this, you know, comforting. That's right. That's okay. Parents, it's not your fault. It's the kid's fault. They were making a distraction. I told the kids to be quiet, right? I know. I know. Children, it's not your fault. Don't worry about it. Right? (laughs) Starts to nurture. Does anyone need an emotional hug? Does anyone need to feel that? Is anyone cold? Anyone want an ice cream? How can I help? How can I serve? Right? Then we jump down to the child. and go spontaneous child. They leap out the van. They're like, Wee! i'm in montana they go running off into the bush all right only later to find their carcass because they got eaten by some like hyenas right and the nurturing parents going (laughs) uh, they're grizzly bear nurturing parents going no 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 don't go off it's dangerous it's dangerous critical parents going that'll teach them a lesson let them run off and they can learn for themselves Mm withdrawn child they're sitting at the back of the van going i don't even know how i got in here i don't even know these people this is uncomfortable Uh, let me just watch my ipad right now angry child launches out the van and they start trying to take off the tire with their teeth. And they're getting all pissed off that they can't take the tire off. Right, and the critical Mm -hmm. parents attacking them and criticizing them for the way they're trying to change the tire. Yeah, what does the adult do? Adult gets out and starts to organize. Hey, critical parent, no one needs to be criticized, right? I just need you to get in the driver's seat and I need you to be willing to steer this van as we start to push it out. Nurturing parent, no one needs an emotional hug right now, but the angry child that's trying to chew off the, the tire with their teeth, they probably need some help. Why don't you go help them? Spontaneous child. Okay, let's let's gamify this for you. All right. How fast can you get the car jack out and and get this 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 the get the van jacked up? Yeah. I almost said jacked off, but that was that would have been a little bit of a slip. Different show. <laughs> <laughs> Different show. Right. So all of a sudden you're like, all right, I need you. game. Withdrawn child, you stay right there. Now the analogy of this story is we are the bus. We are the van. And when we are facing situations, depending on the makeup of our personality, where we sit within these ego states, determines how we now start to communicate and show up. And what I want people to understand is that you're only floating into your default because you've been doing it for so long. You have that neurological pathway there. But you have these other sides of your personality that you need to activate. Now, let's just sort of bring this back to entrepreneurship, right? It is really important as entrepreneurs that we have an ability to operate through all ego states in the right way at the right level. My Mm. goal as a communicator, my goal as a leader, my goal as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, is to be able to recognize who am I in the moment and who do I need to be. Mm. And what's very difficult for entrepreneurs because we are so emotional, it is hard for us to not be the angry child in the moment. Mm. And it's even harder for us to not communicate through that angry child in the moment. Yeah. So here's what we can do. If it's hard for us to not be the angry child, okay, fine. But what we do have domain over is how we now go communicate. And if we are able to spend some time and follow some frameworks around what do I do to go manage this interaction more effectively, ideally what we get to is adult to adult. Think about this. When you get divorced, right, what happens? You get two people wow. saying, hey, you've got the same <laughs> goal. we have got the exact same goal. And if it's a long marriage and there's finances involved and homes and kids, we've got the same goal. We do not want to ruin ourselves financially. We want to make sure the kids have, you know, a safe environment and we're, we're, we're still connected and we're able to exit this marriage. Adult to adult will do that beautifully. I'm the adult. You're the adult. We negotiate. We decide. We're objective. Right. That's not what happens. You get one person being the angry child. The other person becomes the angry child and you got two angry childs getting divorced. And this is why it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Right? And I'll, I'll just, I'll add this one more thing in. One of the other half to this is something called transactional analysis, which is how does each ego state start to interact with each other? Mm. One of the things that we we have is something called the predictable transaction, which is this ego state speaks to another ego state, that ego state responds. Do you know what the mm. most common transaction is parent to child, child to parent, Mm. right? Parental ego say critical parent, let's do a business scenario, right? Uh, Running a business and let's say someone's not performing. So I roll on, I say, listen, buddy, all right, looked at your numbers recently, I'm a little concerned, we need to ensure that your performance levels get up, blah, 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 tell, 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 tell. How am I speaking to the person? speaking to them as as an adult and we're speaking to them as a child. Now, here's what's going to happen to that team member. They can't be the angry child because that will cost them their job, right? They can't be the spontaneous child because that's gonna have the boss or the manager feel that they're not taking things seriously, Hmm. right? So what does the angry child say? The angry child says, fuck you, leave me alone. (laughs) The spontaneous child says, ooh, whatever, not a big deal, it's okay, we'll hit numbers next year, right? Can't do that, what can I do? Bite my tongue, become the withdrawn child. Thanks boss, I got you boss. Thanks for the feedback, boss. I'll work harder, boss. And all I did in that moment as the leader, as the entrepreneur, as the the manager, is I started an interaction as parents. I spoke to them in the child ego state and I left the interaction. And guess how I left them? In the child ego state. What are the chances of that individual now successfully figuring out how they're going to become more successful, land more sales, execute to plan, meet objective as the child? Slim to none. Mm. But what if I communicated to them as the adult? Hey, mm. can we talk mm-hmm. a little bit about sort of uh, current targets? First, let me ask you some questions here. Let's pretend this is you. I'll go, I'll be like, carry Um. So, I noticed the numbers slipped this month. What happened? Mm. And, you know, um, how did you try to handle that? Mm. And when you heard this, what sort of decisions did you make? And okay, talk to me a little bit about sort of what's your plan for the next 30 days? And hey, can I, can I give you some suggestions? Can I, can I maybe sort of add that would help you with this? And, you know, I start to approach things like this, which is what we call the adult, which if you notice, one of the things I was doing was asking questions. Yep. When I leave that interaction, guess how I've left them as the adult. So now mm-hmm. when they need to go figure out, problem solve, speech, execute, blah, blah, boom, their ability to do so. And that's why we're talking about communication and effective communication is so important. Yeah. And By understanding ego states, that's the first thing that allows me to not only operate with enough self-awareness, but I could now operate with what is known as self-management or affect regulation, emotional regulation. Mm -hmm. I'm really off right now, okay, how do I now manage myself? Okay, now that I've done that. And now we get into that third component which is called relational management. So now I could come and manage the interaction with you. Now I can manage the communication. Now I can help you move out of it. And if I could demonstrate those three things, self-awareness, self-management, relational management, you know what that is? That is what is defined as emotional intelligence. When you Mm -hmm. could operate with those three pillars, self-awareness, which by the way, is not a fun, warm, fuzzy exercise. It's the true true awareness of, of why are we dysfunctional? Mm
0: -hmm. And,
1: if I can put in tools to put, operate with certain governance. Now, for the audience, I'll share this with you. My personality, Greg, right? I'm a raging critical parent. I need to control everything. That's why I run a business. Yeah. I don't know if I could work with someone else. What I've had to learn to do as, a, as an entrepreneur and a business leader in order to be successful, right? I've had to learn how to delegate. I've had to learn how to trust. Yeah, maybe yeah. not, not, not learn how to trust, but I've, I've had to practice these things so I'm able to instill trust. Because if there's a wonderful, wonderful Chinese proverb, and it says this, if you want to go fast, you go by yourself. You want to go far, you go with a group. Yep. And if I'm going to be a, a leader of a group, I need to be able to operate with governance and control, and I need to be able to be effective with people. Yep. And this is the one thing, Carrie, we've never learned. We've never learned people, right? We've figured people out. We've struggled in relationships. And when we turn to the world of psychology and we look at interpersonal skills in that domain, effective communication, emotional intelligence, assertiveness, conflict management, and I could go on with the list, um, my ability to create success is way way more, right? Way more. Yeah. So that's the ego state. So I I hope it's landed. There we go. I've I've articulated it well enough that you get a visual of what that is.
0: Okay. I mean, it was it was gold. It just I know people are probably thinking, "Wow, all right. That is a lot to take in, and I want to almost echo the points that really hit me personally. And it is these six different states, the spontan spontaneous spontaneous child spontaneous. With, yeah. withdrawn child, angry child, right? Then the critical parent, then the nurturing parent, and then you have the adult who is essentially right. In control, hopefully, of all of them and, and, you know, picking the poison per se at the effective dose in any given situation, Correct. right? Now, Correct. you so also I mentioned-
1: You described that, which was effective dose. The adult will now pick the effective amount and dose of each ego state for this particular scenario.
0: Exactly. Now we're talking about, you know, the self-awareness, the self-management, and then the relational management, which- mm-hmm ultimately makes up emotional intelligence, which I, I've never heard it defined like that, but I really love your definition of it. And mm-hmm. you know, it starts with that self-awareness, right? And then from that state, you know, you can you can then manage your emotions and 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 you can react based on whatever dose you need to um attribute of each state, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the relational management is based on who you're interacting with. Your, you know, your wife, maybe they're an angry child right now. You know what you need to do to, you know, essentially uh, interact and manage that relation. Maybe it's Correct. your boss is a critical parent. You know what you need to do to manage that relation. So this is this is very interesting. It's it's definitely a little heady, right? Per se, you know, in the best way. You know, it's like you got to think yep. about this. Stuff. This isn't like,
1: oh, you yeah. know,
0: profit margin is you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like your um, yeah, whatever it's your a revenue very, minus expenses. It's it's like a simple I, equation. This is very different, you know. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I let know me, people. Let me, let me, oh, go ahead. Let me, let me help you with this, right? And, and let me help the audience <laughs> with this as well, right? Because we've got these these ego states, right? And we've just named them yeah. as characters, right? So, again, for the audience and for yourself, I want you to think about you are all of these ego states, but you have a you you have more default ego states, right? You tend to mm-hmm. you tend to operate out of them more than the other. Yeah. So, um, um, for the um for the audience, what helps us with this? We have an acronym called Pratt P-R-A-T. P R Now we're talking. All right. And that stands for people respond as treated. I speak to you like a child. You will respond like a child. If I operate out of my child ego state, you will hammer me with your parents and communication, effective communication has more to do with the adult to adult foundation mm-hmm. of communication mm-hmm. versus parents, to child. Right. Yep. So one of the things we gotta be really conscious of and aware is this isn't about changing who we are. This is about making notes and becoming aware of what is my default and natural style of communicating. So I'll give you an example. I, I, I mentioned I'm a critical parent. The way I naturally speak is in a very forceful, direct manner. So if I run around all day and I'm like, you need to do this and get that done and hit that report in there. And I go to my wife and I say, babe, I need you to do this and do that. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I look at my kids and I say, kids, I told you how many times have I told you not to do that? Get off the road. In fact, I did this with my son literally yesterday, seven years old. He's riding his little dirt bike outside. And I'm just like going through the safety things with him. Anyway, he's uh, standing there. and He's doing something he shouldn't be doing. I said, hey, how many times have I told you that that's not what I told you to do? All right. If you want to keep riding this bike, all right, you better now think about this. What do you think my son does? Does he look at me and be like, dad, thank you for bringing me in this world. You are a <laughs> magical. You know, yeah, yeah. What you've just done for me right now is help me understand what you're telling me. No, the poor seven-year-old literally moves into angry child. And I know that to be true. Cause as I walked away, he mumbled something, which I can't even remember what it was, but it was something along the lines of go F yourself. Yeah. Um, and I turned around and said, what did you say? And he went, nothing. Now let's break that interaction down. I walk out as a critical parent. He's in spontaneous child mode. I speak to him. He becomes the withdrawn child, not because he wants to, because he knows that if he doesn't, it's going to get more heavy. I walk mm. away, what comes out, angry child. Let's replay this again. Let me walk outside. Let me do the adult thing. Hey, buddy, can I chat to you for a sec? Woo, woo, woo like a seven-year-old does. <laughs> yeah. So I, would, I just wanted to check in with you and, and just remind you about some of the, the safety things on the bike. Can we go over them again? Okay, fine. fine. Okay, we got to do this and this and this. All right, do you remember Now, this is a seven-year-old, right? So my questions and my adults are a little smaller. All right, buddy, so can I, can I count on you to do that? Can I count on you riding safely on the right side? Okay, dad. Boom. The exact yeah. same interaction. One left him in withdrawn child, one left him in angry child. And now we can repeat that with spouse, with co-worker, with, yep, with, exactly. with driving a car on the road, right? Yeah. Right. Man, so, it's,
0: it's – well, I do want to say – oh, and do you have more to that story?
1: No, keep going. Jump in.
0: <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I do want to land the plane on this because I know people are probably like, well, where can I actually go to learn this stuff? And actually mm-hmm. like take what Greg's talking about and, and implement it and acquire these skills and really practice EQ and communicating more efficiently and effectively as an entrepreneur, as a leader. And I know you have something super cool. So let's talk about your leadership program and where can people go to actually get it?
1: Yeah, so um, our flagship program is called Better Leader. And while we we obviously sell that a lot to 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 businesses, we have a lot of individuals coming and in doing the program, right? And for different reasons, whether it's for just more successful marriages or they just want to tune up and be more effective themselves. And the program's called Better Leader. And the exercise is actually like a three month exercise. So Gary, when you're like, man, this is heady and this is a lot and this is, this is like, I, you know, how do, I, how do I action all of this stuff? The program is three months and that program is made up of group days and one-on-one coaching and there's five different group days throughout the three months and there's one-on-one coaching that you go through in between and there's a, there's a 360 assessment that you do. Uh, but it is really a life-changing program and I often find this where people come in corporately and day one, Day one, they say this to me. They're like, this is not the leadership program I was expecting. And I go, good. good, good, right? I take it as a compliment. And then by the end, I get people saying things like this. You know, I use this more with my 14-year-old than I do with my team. You know, mm. I was chatting with my wife the other day, and I recognized, and I did this. Mm. And, and it's all Personal and one of the things i've started to realize that personal development is probably one of the most important things we could do professionally yeah right we don't really need yes we need professional development but we should really anchor and foundation that into personal development personal growth yeah And right? really tuning up as in our and today once upon a time it was called soft skills or interpersonal skills today it's called human skills because the most important skill that we can operate with as leaders and as parents specifically in these two functions is emotional intelligence. And I cannot become emotional, I cannot operate with emotional intelligence if I cannot begin with me. And yes. that's what ego states do, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, remi- I remind people, self-awareness is not doing these little cheesy assessments online where it's like, what's your color and what kind of bird are you? And you know, <laughs> yeah. these are what are called reference-based assessments. And they change depending on time. Mm-hmm. Right? And most people will read these assessments and they'll be like, "Look at me! I'm so analytical. I'm so great." Blah, 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 right? Yeah. Well, they'll be like, "Look at me! I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an initiator." Right? Well, we got to recognize about that. Let's go the initiator and the analytical. You initiate it. You probably annoy a lot of people. You probably aggravate people. You're probably really difficult to manage because you you don't follow things consistently. Spontaneous mm-hmm. child. Ah, that's what I got to manage. Analytical. You know why you're such a cold bastard? Why you're so apathetic, right? I've just lost a finger. And the first thing you say to me was, well, you didn't really need that one. At least you got nine more. Do you want a coffee? Is because yeah. that analytical side of your personality, that adult does not see emotion, mm. it's not empathetic, right? So by understanding this from a place of self awareness, what I can start to do is I can start to action, implement, adjust certain sides of me. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, for the audience, if they ever want to check out Better Leader, that's it. WITZ Education, super easy. WITZEducation.com. It's got all the information. Yeah. I've actually got a free assessment online if the audience wanted to do it. It's 12 questions. It'll give you an instant rating to your personality. It's oh, a little awesome. scary at how 12 can actually do that, but it's free. Go check it out. Just going to put in your email address. And go from there. Yeah. And if Kerry yeah. was up for it, we could run him through the assessment right now.
0: <laughs> I'm always up for it. It's witseducation.com, though, correct? And that's where everyone can can yeah. do it. And you also have a paid assessment on there, too, for people who want to go even deeper, right?
1: Correct, so that's the full 360. So the the, okay. uh, the personality blueprints assessment. assessments, that's internally what we call the mini one. Um, that's free, it's online, it's a nice sort of checks and balances, gives you a quick rating. It's not a validated assessment uh, versus our 360 is a full proprietary 360 assessment, right? We get people in your life assessing you, you assess yourself, you know, um, takes a lot longer to get it done. Got it. And, and, and it's, Very insightful. Very, very, very insightful.
0: So I definitely want to get into the happy hustle hacks and then the rapid fire round. And I know we got um, the time hard stop coming up. So let's run through these, you know, uh, a tip, a tool, a tactic for happy hustling your health, something that's uniquely Greg. Anything come to mind for you?
1: For health? Correct. Yeah. Um, uh, And I've recently gotten into this, but physical health. You know, specifically as guys, you know, we, we, need to, we need to have a physical exercise in our life. Without yeah. that, everything else is disrupted. Your mental health, your, your, your emotional health. So physical health and that, like I'm a big person on sleep, right? And um, obviously a big person on making sure that there's a solid sort of training and physical sort of activity uh, in life. I think what also really is important is the relationships we keep, the people mm-hmm. around us. You know, uh, we spoke about this uh, when I was on your your show, right? Which is really our our network is our net worth. Um, The the six people that we're around the most is really sort of the ones that are going to influence us, uh, the tribe of millionaires. I believe a lot of our emotional health has to do with the people that we are around and making sure that we are around people that, you know, are helping us. You know, remain our best, holding us to a high level of standard, making sure yeah. that we're 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 living to 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 what our purpose is. Um, yeah. You know, laughing and being playful and connected, and you know, having that intimate relationship. And I think that's also the big problem. And again, the mental health section, which is too many people are alone. So we got to work mm-hmm. on making sure that we are physically healthy. That's step one, specifically for guys. And then it's really around the emotional health, which is back to those relationships and emotional regulation. And then yep. I think the mental health stuff will start to take care of itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, very well said. Totally agree. Let's talk about money. Do you have a happy hustle hack when it comes to money? Something that you do maybe to save or invest or spend wisely that you can, mm-hmm. you know, maybe deem a happy hustle hack.
1: I think if you wanna if you wanna have a if you, you wanna have a hack, learn money. Um, one of the things I did not learn was money. And it affected me a lot. Um, And really, how to manage money uh, is important. So I don't know if there's so much of a hack, except the earlier you can start to teach your kids around financial acumen and financial management, the better. Um, I learned money at 30 years old, right? My father died suddenly. I was thrust into having to buy out the business, which I bought out for a dollar, by the way, because it was financially bad, right? A lot of debt, Mm. And one of the things I did not know was about bankruptcy. Uh, bankruptcy. And there was about $600,000 worth of debt. And Mm. I paid it all off. Now, I paid it all off because I believed that it was the right thing to do for vendors and stuff like that. But it was a bad decision because I had to remortgage my house, 600K all right, to pay Mm. this stuff off. And that set me back a lot. And if I understood how money works and I had better financial uh, acumen and practices and I knew more about um, P&Ls, I probably would have made some different decisions, right? So Mm. um, yeah, and I've built a lot of wealth through real estate. I think real estate is a very important aspect. Or important yeah. assets for, for you to start to build into your portfolios, right? And not the social media of like buy a house and flip it and blah blah blah, but a little bit of that, right? Like lean into yeah. real estate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Great, great points there, man. Definitely, you know, financial literacy, such a underutilized, undertaught skill. And it's mm-hmm. imperative if you want to be a happy hustler. Mm-hmm. Uh let's talk about spirituality. Anything you do that's uniquely Greg to connect to a higher power um that we could deem a happy hustle hack?
1: I, You know, truthfully, I think I need to do more of that. So for the audience, I'll fall on the sword a little bit. I I think that's where I I fall down. Um, Mm. You know, we. I do believe in something bigger than us. Um, I think I need to get better practice at taking time to do things like meditation and to quiet down and to Mm. to, to lean into the spiritual stuff because I've always sort of leaned away from it, right?
0: Mm. Well, good self-awareness. That's a a start of EQ right there, Greg. Love it. (laughs) let's let's put you through the rapid fire round as well while we're at it and this is just random questions you answer honestly first thing that comes to mind are you ready yes let's go all right favorite food go hamburgers favorite
1: movie i'm gonna have to go with um Mm, so many. I'm a movie buff. I could watch movie after movie after movie. I'm a fan of all the sci-fi stuff, the Marvels, the Transformers, the the stuff that you don't have to use your brain to watch. Nice. Favorite book? Ah, uh, uh, the first one that came to mind was Big Friendly Giant. When I was a kid. Nice. That book. What's is, your? Sp- that. Sorry, go on. Oh.
0: No, I was gonna say, what? What's your spirit animal? <laughs>
1: Hmm. No one's ever asked me that. I am going to go with Hmm. Spirit animal. I, well, of course, I want to say lion, but probably not. Probably going to say bear. I'm probably more like a bear. <laughs> Grizzly bear. <laughs> nice.
0: Nice. Um. Best business advice.
1: Best business advice is um. Get better people around you. Don't be insecure and hire people that um. Uh, hire people that are smarter, brighter, faster, better than you. Mm, yep.
0: Three things you're most grateful for:
1: um, my family, my health, um, and the work I do. You know, the the the, the business. I think it's uh, it's 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 my purpose, and, and I get to do it every day.
0: Love that. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content on it, what's that billboard read, Greg?
1: It says, making humans better humans, dot, dot, dot.
0: <laughs> awesome. Greg, man, I just want to acknowledge you, brother, for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom, and just this amazing framework, the ego states, and really just, you know, how to become better humans. And and in starting by just self-awareness, self-management, relational management, you know, really being intentional. I, 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 this is uh, eye-opening and I hope everyone got a ton of value from it. And I just appreciate you, man, for sharing it. So thank you so much.
1: Appreciate you, man. And, you know, the work you do and the happy hustle and the happy hustlers, you know, always, always uh, excited to be a part of it. Can I leave the audience with one more thing?
0: Please, yeah. And, and so- f- tell people where they can find you online as well.
1: All right, cool. So why don't I why don't I do that? So if you want to find me online um, on Instagram, the handle is g m witz w i t z. But if you search Greg Witz, I'm going to pop up everywhere, uh, and you'll see me. It's a profile pic with a little purple background. But LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all there. Uh, website witseducation.com. We got everything there. And, you know, I'm a pretty open book. If anyone ever wants to reach out, uh, you know, please do so. My email is greg, G-R-E-G, at witseducation.com. If you ever got questions, if I could ever help, if you ever just want to bounce some ideas around, and I often say this to people, I'm an an open book. I've got a playbook for how to build a business, on how to sell training, on how to put coaching together, how to, so if anyone is ever interested in that world, uh, I will give you the playbook for that stuff. Um, but I want to leave the audience with this, you know, we just hit you with a pretty heavy concept. And I think what happens to this is we look at it. We first teach us on a surface level that we got these six ego states and really pay attention to sort of what your default ego states, what helps us manage our child ego states is this one very simple question, which is what is my objective? What's my objective in this interaction? What's Mm -hmm. the objective of this conversation? What's the objective of this meeting? Right. What's the outcome I'm looking for from this, this, this scenario here. And if I could spend time with that and really nail that down, like, okay, one of the things I want to do is I want to improve this relationship or I want to, you know, get this person selling more. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to achieve this, right. Mm -hmm. That will give you alignment for how you now need to show up. The other side of that is it is okay for you to do what you do at the unconscious communication stuff and recognize it after. That's a success. And you walk away Mm. from the interaction, you're like, oh, I did the critical parent thing, or I got taken advantage (laughs) because I said yes. And I really meant no. And that's my nurturing parent. That is a success. That's awareness. Because that's what we call catching it and interrupting, or catching it and then being able to interrupt it in the future. Yep. So to the audience, man, you know, uh appreciate you listening and, and, and hopefully you got some stuff out of here. Kerry, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Love the work that you do and what you're putting out into the world. And as I said to you previously, the world needs more of you. So for the audience, you, you know, make sure you're, you're, you're preaching Kerry and Kerry's uh, uh, <laughs> praise and sharing as much happy hustle with everyone that you know.
0: Oh man, I love that. And thank you for simplifying it all. I'm just bringing it home and, and also giving people grace. Like at the end of the day, as long as you recognize, you know, it and and maybe make a different decision in the future, that's, that's progress. So, and, uh, progress Correct. equals happiness. Right. So final question, Greg,
1: what does happy hustling mean to you? <laughs> I'm going to beg and borrow a little bit of a page out of your book, uh, cause I like Do it and resonated with me a lot. I think it's really important that we have balance in life. I think as entrepreneurs and in the world that you hear hustle, 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 hustle. We spoke a little bit about that. That was my early days of my career. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. the candle at both ends and, and you know, it, it, it didn't net me any more, right? What it did was it jeopardized some of the more personal stuff yep. because you sacrifice in those areas and yeah. you know, we need to be present, as you, you've also described in the past uh, in our conversations, which if we're not careful, we're so busy moving, right? Because we don't have that balance. One world is bleeding into the next world. And, and balance isn't about a 50-50 thing. It's about going, you know what? I need to start implementing more of this in my life. I need to start yeah. managing more of that in my life. And that's what balance is. It's a, it's a, it's a fluid exercise. It's a continual yes. exercise. It's like training. I, I keep working out. Yeah. And if I keep exercising, that's, that's, that's the success.
0: Love it. Greg Witts, y'all. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Mic drop. We are out. Peace and love everyone. Real quick, guys, I got to share with you a little secret and that is optimal sleep. If you are not sleeping optimally, you are not going to be able to happy hustle a life that you love. You can listen to podcasts, you can read books, you can, you know, do your best to go to the gym and eat healthy. But if you're not sleeping well, you're not going to be a happy hustler. That's just the damn truth. But fortunately for you, I have a little secret weapon and that is magnesium breakthrough. These are seven different forms of magnesium all in one little capsule. And then you can actually optimize your sleep because it legit reduces the cortisol levels and helps with deep relaxation so that you are sleeping optimally. And the best part is they actually stand behind their products at Optimizers. You get a 365-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it for whatever reason, send it back. Check it out at magbreakthrough.com, and you can get up to 33% off today. Again, that's magbreakthrough.com forward slash happy. Real quick, y'all, I want to share with you something that is making a very positive impact on my physical health as well as my mental health, but more so my physical health, because I really believe that you have to detox your body. You have to sweat those toxins out regularly in order to be optimized, in order to actually happy hustle your blissful balance in your dream reality. And one of the ways that I actually detox my body is from my Therasage infrared portable and affordable 360 plus sauna. This thing is my go-to. I love it because it's actually affordable and it is portable and it actually is made by a family-owned company that stands behind their products. And the best part is you actually get the hookup watching and listening to the Happiest Podcast, you can just go to theirsage.com and you can just type in code HAPPY and it will actually save you over 10% on everything store-wide, but specifically the sauna. And the good thing about the sauna is it actually burns calories. So you just sit on your bum, you can burn calories, you can decrease the inflammation in your body, which a lot of dis-ease stems from, and you can increase the blood flow circulation, which... I'll just tell you there's a ton more benefits, but those three in and of itself are worth your while. So you guys check it out. Therasage, that's dot com, And then use code HAPPY to save yourself some money. And they got a bunch of holistic healing products on their site, but I'm just referencing this Thera360 Plus sauna. I have the black one, love it. And uh, the cool thing is also you actually... You know, you have holes where you can stick your hands in so you could be working on your laptop or reading and your head protrudes so your brain doesn't swell. A lot of like other saunas that, you know, the dry saunas like at the gym potentially, um, if you have one in your gym, you know, it's like a Hot Rocks those actually swell your brain over time and have detrimental effects. And given my current brain injury from the CO poisoning, I'm really glad my head is actually protruding from the heat zone in this therisage sauna. So that's another reason why I love it. You guys check it out again, therisage.com and then use code happy to save.